Hi there, and welcome to York Talks, a podcast for families wanting to learn more about the York School, Toronto's leading co-ed independent school delivering the IB program from junior kindergarten to grade 12. I'm your host, Natasha Esty. Join me in conversation with school leaders, teachers, students, and parents in the York School community about different aspects of the school, providing you with a more candid look inside York. Welcome to the second episode of York Talks. Like all parents, I wanted my son to have an amazing introduction to formal education. I wanted him to love learning, to get to know himself as a learner, and to learn how to be a good and kind person in the world. I knew that these early years would be key to his success. Today, we're going to be talking about the Primary Years Program, or PYP, at the junior school, and who better to enlighten us on how we approach educating our youngest learners than Valerie Turner, our junior school principal, and Yoshibel DiGiorgio, our PYP coordinator. Val started her teaching career 37 years ago in the TDSB, and she has been a principal for 21 at Havergal, Robbins Hebrew Academy, the Latin School of Chicago, and now at the York School's Junior School. Val is married to an educator, has three stepsons, and eight wonderful grandchildren. With all the vitality that radiates from Val, it's not surprising that she has run six marathons in five countries. Yoshibel is in her eighth year of teaching. She identified early on that she wanted to be an IB educator, and prior to coming to the York School three years ago, she taught abroad in Kuwait and in the Bahamas. In addition to her teaching and coordinating the PYP at York, Yoshibel is in the final year of her MED at OISE in Educational Leadership and Policy. Her husband is also an educator, and they have a daughter who has just started JK. Thank you both for speaking with me today. Val, you've held principalships at an all-girls school, a Jewish day school, and an international school. What attracted you to the York School? The York School is one of the most welcoming, warm, caring, inclusive communities that I've ever come by. And it was actually quite by accident in meeting a previous head of school, and through that conversation, it inspired me to apply uh, for a job at York School. Interestingly enough, I started out in admissions here, never realizing that I would become the junior school principal. But when the opportunity arose, I applied for the position and felt, based on my previous experience, that I brought much to the table to continue to inspire all the wonderful things about the York School community. And Yoshibel, what about you? Because I I know that you joined the York School about uh, three years ago and started off uh, as a teacher um, in the in the kindergarten program. And what what attracted you to the York School? Um, the main the main reason was that it's an IB World School, so that means that they have the PYP, MYP, and DP. And when we went abroad. Um, one of the main reasons why we chose the schools that we worked at was because they were IB schools. It matches with our educational philosophy. So you know going into that community that you already have like-minded educators um, that you're working with. Um, And you also have a community that values IB um, and specifically the PYP. So that was one of the main reasons why um, 
I wanted to work at the York School. And then I wanted to stay at the York School um, because of the community feeling and getting to know everyone. It's, it's a really special place that every morning when I'm on duty, I know I would say 90% of all the students, um, with the 10% being the JKs that I'm still learning their names. So that's quite special, I think. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that um, that connection that teachers have, um, not just with the, their own students, but the the way that teachers get to know all the students in the community is something that um, that I think uh, makes makes the place even more warm and welcoming and and special. I think students really feel seen, and um, and it's it's wonderful to to bear witness to that for sure. Um, Val, as principal of the junior school, what's what's a day in your life like as it relates to how you connect with students and teachers, and probably in your case, parents as well? Well, a typical day uh, starts welcoming uh, students and parents in normal times um, to the day. And um, there's a flurry of activity always in what we call the gathering space in the junior school, albeit during this complex and uh, challenging and wildly inconvenient COVID-19 time. That's actually not the case, but it's a memory that's not too far away. So good morning. Uh, as Yoshibel indicated, almost everybody here knows all of the children. Um, so addressing them by name and telling them and wishing them a happy day is certainly um, energy that uh, starts positively for everybody. And of course, triaging whatever um, problems may be before us with parents just by being visible is typically the way we start the day. The day goes on. We try uh, to touch base with every teacher in the school every day at least once. Um, we always have an open door policy and we're really uh, trying to establish everybody's autonomy in their roles and responsibilities. So I see it more as a shoulder to shoulder collective than I actually um, see myself as a uh, a boss, so to speak. So I think leadership in the junior school really is about inspiring the leadership and capability of everybody around. And as the principal, then taking full responsibility for obviously what goes wrong and um, all, always offering credit to those who uh, make what goes right happen. So touching base with everybody, I think, is really important. I think there's a variety of meetings at senior leadership uh, where a group of us uh, get together to oversee uh, the management and operations of the entire school um, just to make sure that we're all aligned in our collective responsibility with one another. There's always um, time where I'm working on weekly contributions to the newsletter, uh, meeting with the long arm of the York Parents Association to ensure that uh, their involvement is not only uh, productive, um, but also positive, a positive experience for them to be connected to the school, working with class parents. Um, usually I do full lunch duty in order to give teachers a break and allow them to collaborate and enjoy each other at lunch. This year, however, uh, lunch is in the classrooms and so it's not as easy uh, to give teachers that break uh, for collaboration and just a little bit of fun. And then going in to the afternoons and the ends of the day, again, just trying to touch base with as many people as possible, trying to take care of the children and the teachers taking care of the children, um, 
and taking care of the school community to the best of my ability. So just being available, open, connected, committed, dedicated uh, to the greater good of the organization. Yeah, I think that that word connection is what really resonates with me um, and how important it is for us to be able to stay connected as a community. Yoshibel, how would you describe what you do in your role as the PYP coordinator at the junior school? Some of our, our families listening might um, no, not have a, a, a really clear sense of exactly kind of what, you, what you're doing day to day and especially how, how, what you do to support teachers. Right. Um, so I would say my, the main purpose of my job is to work with and alongside teachers. Um, I weekly, we I meet with teachers, well, grade levels, I would say, grade level teams where we work on curriculum mapping, unit planning, assessments, reporting, all the kind of nitty gritty day to day stuff. And then um, as a collective grade two team, including all specialist teachers, we often allow for periods of full grade level collaboration, which is typically based on our units of inquiry. So we want to get everybody's perspective when planning, not only the homeroom teachers, so we're looking at French, art, music, and PE, and how they can contribute to a holistic um, a holistic picture of a unit and how they can contribute to a student's learning through that six, eight, 12 weeks that we're exploring um, different topics or inquiries uh, within our school day. Yeah, I've always had this impression that the the amount of collaboration that happens um, among teachers and on sort of teaching teams is one of the really unique features of the uh, PYP framework. But at the same time, I know that there's a lot of, um, as we talk about the PYP, there's lots, lots of jargon and kind of this like edu speak, as I might call it, when it comes to uh, discussing these, these different curriculum frameworks and, and pedagogy. So um, what would be the easiest way for parents to understand what the, the primary years program is? I think that the primary years program is what every parent is looking for. They're looking for something. They're looking for education that looks at their child first. We want to know who their child is, what interests, what passions they have. We're really looking at the child and planning around them, not for them, if that makes sense. We're asking children to be active parts of their learning, members of the learning. So instead of um, teachers always making decisions for students, we want them to make them with students. And that's a huge philosophical view of education. Um, Not that teachers are always telling, but they're actually doing with students and learning alongside them. And I think that is probably um, one of the biggest pillars of the IB is to respect the learner and have them at the be at the center of their learning. Can you give an example of of sort of how that would might look in action? Absolutely. So I think often when we look when we think about education and we think about what we did um, growing up or you know, a lot of things were done for us. For example, you would walk in on the first day of school and your classroom would be set up for you. Uh, what you put, what were on the walls was already dictated for you. Um, so even simplest things as when we're setting up our classroom, we're asking our students what they would like to see, what, what would work for them as learners. We are asking students how they prefer to learn, um, not us telling them how to learn if that makes sense. Do you prefer working as an individual? Do you prefer working in a partner, a collaborative 
collaboratively with your peers? Do you need a quiet space? We're trying to really individualize the learner's experience, I guess you would say, for each and every student. Um, and that starts right at the beginning of the school year. We co-construct a lot of our um, policies, I guess, and procedures that happen within the school day with our students so that it doesn't always feel like they're walking into such a rigid, rigid system. Of course, this year, um, due to COVID, there's a lot of things that we wish we could have done with students, but we simply just can't, like the classroom setup and layout just for safety um, that was done for them. But really, this idea of students as active members of the learning process, and that starts right at the beginning. Um, and teachers um, deserve a lot of credit in the PYP because they are working so hard the first three, four weeks of school, just really getting to know who they have in front of them in their classroom, knowing what they like, what are their passions, um, how they like to learn, what what they want to learn about, um, and then tailoring learning to meet those, those needs. I know that there's this sort of an inquiry-based approach um, that again, is sort of one of those examples of maybe a, a jargony word. But I think the, the thing that I'm always in truly in awe of is, is how subtle that is when you're a teacher in terms of how to actually approach teaching that way. I think inquiry-based teaching, again, it's a jargon that gets thrown around quite often. And I think it's important to note that inquiry um, is more of a continuum. It's not this laissez-faire, throw everything at your students and let them go, you know, um, I guess, explore willy-nilly. It's, it's a continuum. And in order to get our students to a place where we want them to have an open inquiry or a, per, a personal passion project or a personal inquiry, there is things that happen before that that look more like structured inquiry, guided inquiry. Um, in order for our students to get there. So it, it is a continuum. And throughout the day, you're seeing students and teachers move through that process um, of structured, guided, and open inquiry. So it really flows kind of throughout the day, depending on what you're teaching, what content you're teaching, um, what unit you're doing. Um, I think that there is a lot of misconceptions about inquiry. Um, what does it look like? If we If we were to make it, really simple. Children are so naturally curious about the world. The first question they ask is why. And in trying to find out the answer, they move through the world with curiosity, awe, and wonder. And they actively explore their environments to formulate their own theories and ideas. And I think that's a general structure that allows for transdisciplinary learning in the PYP. And so I think if people looked at it more simply, they would understand inquiry through a child's investigation of how they're moving through the world, starting at a very young age. I, th I think the word to transdisciplinary, I'm not even sure, I think that's an IB coin term. Um, so that it just means that multiple subject areas are integrated into the learning. I think we often hear about interdisciplinary, which often means two. But as we know, in the elementary school, um, we're often transcending those boundaries between language and math and science and social studies and PE and French and really trying to integrate that because the world isn't um, defined by subject areas. So we're really trying to approach that with our with our teaching um, that, you know, it, it we learn, we, we live life integrated. So school should also be integrated. 
Yeah. To reflect that, you know, we don't, yeah, as you said, we don't sort of operate in these subject silos in, in real life. We've talked about, you know, some different aspects of, of the PYP and, um, and what I would really love is to get your sense of, you know, if you could have our families who are listening, walk away from listening to this episode with, with sort of three things about the junior school and how we approach um, educating our youngest learners, what would those sort of three takeaways you'd want to have our, our parents walk away with? I think um, parents are the first teachers for their children. And so educators um, and in our junior school want them to know that we appreciate their involvement as partners in how their children are developing at school. And so I think we would encourage parents to be the long arm of what happens daily here by giving their kids time to explore at home and in the community and giving them an opportunity to use all of their senses to continue to discover the world around them. And meanwhile, questioning the way we question and having them question to test their own ideas and theories as they discover things. And so I, I think Parents need to understand that we deeply care about their academic learning, but we also deeply care about their personal social education and their development of self-awareness, self-control, and interpersonal skills that will contribute to them uh, having or developing student agency, looking after their things, and developing exec executive functioning skills. I think we would encourage parents to give children, their children, tasks that encourage them to make discoveries or solve simple problems. Um, for instance, a laundry basket of socks lets the children explore ways to organize, sort, match, count, and practice um, fundamental mathematical skills. So whatever we can do to continue to educate parents in the way we're educating their children so that there's connections with what's going on at school and what's going on at home. Shabelle, what, what would you want sort of three key takeaways to be? I think partners in learning. I think that is a huge, um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's teachers can't do it alone. Um, we really, we really emphasize that partnership in students learning. Um, also that it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to tell your child, I don't know. And it's even more important to say, let's find out together. Um, that really is probably another pillar of the IB. Um, and I would say another thing that we want our parents to know is our focus on community and relationships at the junior school and how important that is to the learner um, and the success of learning here. So one of the things I think also, in addition to the two very clear and articulate points that Yoshibel makes, is allowing children to fail forward and not always rescuing them from a struggling situation, because it's that struggle that will help them develop perseverance and resilience and allow them to start to honor that a setback is a setup for a comeback, regardless of their age. It's great that you talked about um, this idea of sort of failing forward because um, Struan actually brought that up in our, our first uh, episode. He talked about that as being sort of part of, part of what the, the culture of our school is. It's almost like a, 
like a startup is in that sense, you know, um, and that the school can be a place for for students to land softly, but um, but that the chance for them to, um, you know, to take to take those risks. You, you don't want to be sort of carving out the path ahead of them, so to speak. At the end of the day, we're setting the foundation for students to love learning. Yes. Right. And without that love for reading, for writing, for math, for for anything, it's almost like we're 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 taking that first step because, you know, if you want your child to be a better reader, the first thing is getting a book in their hand. Right. If they love it, that's going to happen organically because they love to read. So I think that is kind of if we could do one thing at the junior school, especially in the early years, is to foster a love of learning and everything it's almost like you're one step there because they're excited to learn and they want to learn. And it's not kind of fighting this battle of learning with them because it feels so real and authentic and right for them. And let's face it, anything that's fun, kids want to continue doing. So when they get to explore and investigate and develop theories, that's really fun for them. And it gives them a level of motivation that also enhances their confidence, and then their confidence enhances their competence in whatever they try next. Thank you both so much for for joining me in this conversation today. I've I've learned some new things. I uh, I really appreciate the perspective. Thank you both. Thank you, Natasha. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of York Talks. And thanks again to our junior school principal, Valerie Turner, and our PYP coordinator, Yoshebel DeGiorgio, for joining me today. To see the PYP in action, search the hashtag YorkLearns on Twitter and follow the York School on Facebook and Instagram. You can find a link to the document, Five Ways You Could Support Your Child as a PYP Parent, in the show notes. Visit York Talks online at www.yorkschool.com slash yorktalks. Don't forget to subscribe to York Talks where you get your podcasts. And if you found value in this episode, tell other families wanting to learn more about the York School. I'm your host, Natasha Esty. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Please join us again for more York Talks.